Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirem and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat Dafdalad Amud Aleph, near the bottom of the Amud, about to analyze the first clause of the Mishnah uh, after the introduction. Pashat Aniyat Yado. And in that case, the Ani sticks his hand into the house and either places something into the hand of the Balabite or takes something out of his open hand and brings it out, and the Ani is Chayav. Now, Amai Chayav, why is he Chayav? So one quick introduction. The notion of carrying something involves really three acts. One act is Akira, literally uprooting, which means to pick something up from a place of rest. Then, two is traversing, which is to either transfer it over a domain boundary or for a motomor in Rishut Arabim. And third is Hanacha, which is to put it at rest at its destination. Now, one of the understood conditions is that it has to be picked up from and placed down in a place which is substantial, and a substantial location is four by four, dalad al dalad tfachim, four square tfachim. Right? Clearly, a hand can't be four tfachim, because a tefach is a hand's breadth. So, so we have several answers. Amar Rabba. Rabba gives the first answer. Amar Rabba Our Mishnah must be authored by Rabbi Akiva, who evidently does not have the requirement, as we see. We have a Mishnah in the 11th parak, And as I mentioned in the introduction, the issue of carrying is going to be covered here through Daftet, and then will not really be picked up until the uh, the 10th parak. Uh, be picked up a little earlier as far as Shurim goes, but the method of caring will be dealt with chiefly in the 10th and 11th parakim. So let's say you threw an item from a private house to another private house going through a Rashut HaRabim. Rabbi Kiva Rabbi says, you're Chayav. So Chacham Poter because you basically went from Rishut Yachid to Rishut Yachid. It started in Rishut Yachid, ended in Rishut Yachid, and although it may be prohibited if they are different Rishuyot, it's still not liable. Rabbi Kiva Savar, why does Rabbi Kiva say Yachayav? So his analysis is, Rabbi Kiva Savar, Amrin and Klutak Mishun Chadamya. That when something is flying through the air, we imagine it to have come to rest there, which means that Hanacha requires virtual rest and not real rest. So certainly here when we have real rest, just not in a substantial enough place, that would be that would be sufficient. Do not accept the theoretical construct. Now, parenthetically, the member of Pshita the Rabbi of Kutukh Uh is it clear to Rabba that the Machloket Rabbi Akiva Chachamim in that Mishnah is specifically about the issue of kluta, and they disagree if you threw it within ten tfachim of the ground. In other words, it passed through a shutar abim below ten tfachim. And one interjection that's significant is reshutar abim does not extend above ten tfachim. And so therefore, it's the notion is that it came to rest, even though it really whizzed through the area, and that's where it's chayab. And by by the rabba, rabba himself asked the question. The by rabba, the matanasar pligi is the machloket below ten, as we just posited. As we put laid out, but everybody would agree that if you threw it like a ball over from shutayachid or shutayachid and went over ten tefachim over shutarabim, that you'd be exempt. Why is that? Because we have 
uh, a, an example in the Mishkan, as I mentioned in the introduction to the uh, to the series, that we infer all of the Melachot from the way that the Mishkan was uh, set up, is that the Levim would hand the boards to each other from wagon to wagon, that's Rishut Echid to Rishut Echid, in the air. They would hand it, that's called Moshit. So now, According to this, Rabbah would say, everybody will agree, but Kibar Chacham will agree that we do not infer the laws of Zorek from Moshit, meaning that a Moshit could be over 10, but Zorek has to be within 10. Odilma, but Rabbah asked, perhaps the Machloket is different. Maybe the Machloket is only if he threw it higher than 10. And the Machloket is, Rabbi Kiva says we can infer Zorek from Moshit, and therefore if you threw it above 10, you're still chayav, even though it went over the Rishut Rabbim and not in it. For Rabbanon Sabah, the Rabbanon Sabah, the Moshit, the Rabbanon Sabah, Moshit is separate. You don't infer from it. But then everyone would agree that if it went through below 10, you'd be chayav. Which means everybody accepts this principle of something flying through an area. We imagine it coming to rest in that area and then taking off again. So the answer was halokasha. That particular problem is not a problem because after Rabbah asked the question, what is the machlokin in that Mishnah? He resolved it. That the Savar became a klutu mishun chadamia and that the Rabbanan disagree with him. And, uh, and, uh, therefore he came to that conclusion and now he suggested that our Mishnah is following Rabbi Akiva who has kluta and not Rabbanan who would not accept kluta. Problem is, all that Rabbi Kiva solves is Hanacha, that it came to rest, Ki'ilun Roshut Rabim. But not that, that you don't need to pick it up from somewhere substantial. So that doesn't work. Now we'll try a second one. Elam Rav Yosef Hamani Rebihi. Rav Yosef, Rabbi's colleague, says, the author of our Mishnah is Rebbe. So hey Rebbe, which statement of Rebbe are you going to link it to? If it's this one, if you threw an item in Rishut Rabim and it landed on a beam, no matter how small the beam, Rebbe says So it sounds like Rebbe says it can land on this tiny thing. So I'm going to be a common, but we are later going to explain that Rebbe and Chachamim are disagreeing about a specific case. This is a case of a tree that is anchored in a private area, and the branch leans over a shutarabim. And you threw something that landed on the branch. Rebbe says the branch is identified with the trunk, and therefore if the trunk is in Rishut Ha'achid, it's like you threw it in Rishut Ha'achid. Rabbanan disagree and say the branch is independent. You basically threw it in Rishut Ha'abim to Rishut Ha'abim. It has no particular place that it's sitting, because it's a tiny little branch, and therefore you're not chayav. So that statement of Rebbe will not help us. So what did Rabbi Yosef mean when he said Rebbe? He this is the inverse of the Rabbi Kiva case. A fellow threw something from a public area to another public area and went through a private area. So it sounds like Rabbi Kiva turned inside out. This is where we have a plus over our earlier analysis. Shmuel said that Rabbi said in that case should be chayev twice. Meaning, when you threw through Rishut Rabim to Rishut Yachid, you're chayav, and then when it goes from Rishut Yachid to Rishut Rabim, you're chayav again. 
And there you see that Rebbe does not require a, a spot 4x4 four four for either Akira or Hanacha because Yechayev once, even though it just whizzed through and never came to rest, and then when it left that area to the next area, it started again and you didn't need Dalad al Dalad. So you see that Rebbe could indeed hold that Dalad al Dalad is not necessary for either. Problem is, agreed. He only says your chayav if the reshutei you threw it through had a roof on it, meaning you were like uh, on a street and there was a building between you and the rest of the street, and you threw it through the building and then it came out. Because there we have a different principle, which is that a house is considered as if it's filled. I will say, no, Mikorah, but if it's not roofed, then lo, Rebbe wouldn't say a chayv at all. So you think that maybe our mission is talking about a case where there is a roof over the Rishut Arabim? In other words, where the Ani is? I understand where the Balabayit way would be chayv. But if there is a, a, a roof over the outside where the Ani is standing, he wouldn't be chayv. So what does Rav say? If you pick up something in a public area that's Mekorah, like many of the ancient uh, shuks uh, in the Middle East had roofs over them. Patur, you're exempt. Why Because again, our model is the desert, and the way that the public domain was defined is Machane Yisrael. Machane Yisrael didn't have a roof over it. So you're not chayav. Okay, so we don't have Rebbe Akiva, which is what Rabbah suggested. We now don't have uh, Rebbe, which is what Rav Yosef suggested. Third suggestion, let's say you threw something to somebody and he stood still and got it, then you're Chayav, you the thrower are Chayav. But if he had to move to get it, then patur, because he did a little bit and you did a little bit, you did it together, something we will investigate a little bit later on. Now, how could the guy who catches it, if he stands still, how could that make you chayav? After all, it landed in his hand, we assume. So you see that acherim do not require arba. Now, we have the same problem as with Rekiva. Maybe Acherim only say that Hanacha doesn't need Dalal Dalal, but Akira, maybe you ought to pick it up from the ground or a table. Maybe even Hanacha needs four, and maybe the guy caught it in his tunic, like he opened it up and caught it like in the folds, which means it's Dalal Dalal. The Ekanami Hanacha. So that doesn't solve it. So I'm Rabbi Abba, Matnitin Gon, Shekibla, or Akara Mitraskil. Is that what we're dealing with, with both the Ani and the Balabayit, is that they have some sort of uh, an extended basket on top of a stick, uh, and the, uh, and the item is in the basket, he puts it in the other basket, which is Dalad al Dalad. Mitraskil, the Ika Nami Hanacha, so you have both. You have Akira and Hanacha, on Dalad al Dalad. Ah, vayadok tani, but the minister said yado. You put it in his hand. You took it from his hand. So the end is trying to tell you It means this this trasko that's in his hand. So how tenach trasko shute achid? That only works for the balabayit. Al trasko shute abim, al shute achidu. But if you have a trasko that's that tall, that's ten tefachim tall, and it's big enough, dalal dalal on top, it's a separate shute achid, 
which means that when the Ani picks it up and puts it in, there's no violation. It went from Rishut Echid to Rishut Echid. So, maybe this is against Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. Let's say you stuck a stick into the ground out in public, and there's a basket up there that's Dalar al Dalar. If you're in the Rishut Rabbim and throw something and it lands in there, you're Chayav. Because it's Rishut Yachid. So, maybe our Mishnah, if we're positing a Trasko, then maybe our Mishnah does not follow that. The answer is the Ikrabi because according to that, if the Balabite sticks his hand out and puts it in the Strasco, why is he Chayab? Because taken from Shutechid or Shutechid. The answer is, I feel to me, even Rabbi Yosef Yehuda could agree with this. When are you, when are you Chayab? And when do we consider it Shutechid? If it's 10 high. Let's say this thing wasn't 10 high. It's 4 wide, but it's not 10 high. It's not a Shutechid. And therefore, maybe it's considered Shutechid. We're not going to end with this. So Kashli Rabbi Avar, Rabbi heard this comment of Rabbi Abba about the Trasco. Says, Miktani Trasco should be a door. The Mishnah doesn't say that. Ayoktan, it says your hand. Important principle that applies to Sukkah and Mechitzot for Shabbat is that anything within three Tfachim of the ground is considered on the ground. So if this guy put his hand below three Tfachim and got it, then that means he really got it on the ground, and the ground is certainly dollar al dollar. Ah, the how make tiny, but the Mishnah said the Ani is standing outside. He's standing and bending over. Maybe he's standing in a pit. Maybe he's a midget. All right, we're getting far fetched here, and Rava puts a stop to it and says, You think the Tana is giving this whole Mishnah for such bizarre cases, like a midget or standing in a pit? Here's the final answer. A man's hand is considered because of its utility. And guess what? Rabbi Yochanan in Eretz Yisrael said the same thing, and Ravin brought the report. Good. We have another statement uh, in Rabbi Yochanan's name. If you threw something and landed in another guy's hand, as we said earlier. So my question simply reiterating what he already said, which is that your hand is considered dollar al dollar in a place that's sufficient for Hanacha. From he already said that once. The answer is Maybe that's only when you put Hashivut into your hand by picking something up or putting something down in your hand. But here, when somebody else threw it into your hand, aim alone. Maybe your hand doesn't have any significance. You didn't intend to catch it that way. You just threw it. You reacted. So, Kamash Malan, that even in such a case, there's an automatic dollar that we append to the Yad. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick up with more uh, analyses of the issue of Hanachan, dollar al and Yad in the next podcast. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.